The Fantasy Basketball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io. .io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host, Stephen Hammond. How are we doing, sir? We're doing good. We're back. Another week. What is it? Week 15? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've got some week 15 action going on, depending on your league. You know, three weeks, four weeks out of the uh, fantasy playoffs. We're getting down to it, man. Yeah. And soon, I mean, with football ending here sooner, sooner than we know, it'll be all basketball there for a stretch. Yeah, yeah, going to be all basketball and hockey. We uh, we drop our fantasy hockey podcast on Mondays. Always be sure to check that out. And we're dropping uh, basketball on Thursday. So always be sure to come and find us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to be jumping into some of our Week 15 action, going over some waiver wire discussion and playing maybe some minutes police, uh, going over some minutes battles uh, that are going on on some NBA teams and you know might be able to give us some, uh, some tidbits for our fantasy squad or things to look out for going forward where we may be getting more value or less value from guys. Before we do, Steve, before we jump into everything, uh, what do you think about uh, Anthony Davis? He made his uh, return uh, on the 25th uh, yesterday, played 25 minutes up against Brooklyn, eight points, couple of rebounds, couple of assists. You excited to see him back? Yeah, I mean, it's it, we, the Lakers are trying to salvage this season as best as they can. Um, LeBron's still just at 37, just powering through opponents, dropping 30, uh, what mm-hmm. seems to be a nightly basis. Excited for Anthony Davis. It seems like it's going to take him a little bit to get back in the rotation, that back up to where he was pre-injury. Um, mm. But, yeah, excited for them. Maybe Russ is out of town, so we might have a new-look Lakers here maybe a month or so from now. You think LeBron's production is going to take any hits with, with Davis coming back? I mean, Davis only played 25 minutes his first game, but I got to believe he's going to be up to you know over 30 minutes here pretty soon. LeBron's, Le- LeBron has been playing a ton of minutes. Yeah, I, I think they would probably want to reduce those minutes a bit um, just with the season progressing, try and get him rested up a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. for the playoffs. I, I just also think he's playing really good basketball right now, so he's still going to he's still gonna be producing. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, maybe not 33-30 that he's having on a nightly basis right now. All right, more importantly, are they going to win a game up against a good team? 
mind, be mindful. Brooklyn, I consider them, you know, like a good team in the standings, but they are another team that doesn't beat good teams. With Anthony Davis back, are they going to start beating some actual contenders here? Who do who who do they got up on their schedule? Do you have that? Got Phil, yeah, Philly, Charlotte, Atlanta, Portland are their next four. So I mean, Philly, that's going to be a really good test. That's uh, tomorrow, the twenty seventh. So if you're listening to this, you know this will be taking place this evening. Uh, on Thursday, the 27th, Charlotte on the road. That's that's kind of like a nice little re- reprieve. I know Gordon Hayward's going to be out. He hit COVID protocols. A little more opportunity there. Atlanta, you know, apparently Trey Young doesn't like to play regular season basketball, but that'll be a good <laughs> test just because, you know, like Trey Young is like one of the best scorers in the league. He's going to definitely set the tempo for them. They got some big men down low that can compete. And yeah, they should walk all over Portland. If they don't beat Portland at home, that's going to be a damn shame. Uh, February 2nd, uh, Portland completely hobbled. Lakers get nothing, nothing but healthier. So, yeah, I they're going to have their hands full with the Sixers. I think that's really a test for them. Um, but I think I'm going to ride with the Sixers there. Yeah, I, I agree. Joel Embiid is just on another world right now. LeBron playing really well, but you know my critique to that is you know you're playing really well up against like bad teams, and you're not showing up up against you know, good teams. Or, you know, they lost uh, the the Heat on the road, one hundred seven, one thirteen. What I did like about Davis coming back that the next game um, yesterday, it was the first time in twelve games the Lakers you know actually didn't uh, let their opponent score more than a hundred points. Davis hey. actually had four four blocks in 25 minutes, so I think that speaks uh, volumes uh, to what they're going to be getting from him going forward. If they, have, if they can stop some some of the bleeding on uh, on the back end of the floor, you know they have a lot of, lot of opportunities still. Like you mentioned, Westbrook still being available. Would like to see him in a in a new spot. It doesn't really look like it's a good fit for him uh, playing third fiddle to Davis or second fiddle to LeBron. So we'll see what happens there. Let's jump into our waiver wire discussion. Uh, first up, we have the Phoenix Suns center, Bismack Biombo. What do you think, Steve? Are you going to go out and add, add yourself some Bismack? Yeah, I like Bismack right now. Um, JaVale McGee and Aiton going to be sidelined a little bit with some injuries mm-hmm. um, for the both of them. He's good for 10 rebounds a night. Um, he's playing on the Suns, who are playing the best basketball in the entire NBA what Chris Paul can do for Biombo, I think he'll set him up for 10 and 10. Um, we've even seen in the last five, I think he's had three double doubles already. Um, right. So I, I like him for the time being. Obviously, this might not be um, for a long, long period of time once those other two return, but I like mm-hmm. Biombo right now. Yeah, also this evening, the 26th, um, Jay Crowder is out as well. So you have McGee, Aiden, and Crowder out of the lineup. Uh, Crowder Crowder out with a sore left wrist, Aiden with a sprained right ankle, and JaVel McGee out with a sore left knee. So we're expecting Crowder and uh, McGee to probably be back soon. But until then, yeah, Biombo is a must-own must for sure. 44% rostered on Yahoo platforms through nine games this season. He's averaging 29.17 fantasy points per game. And in his three out of his last four, he's had over 35 fantasy points. So as long as he's getting minutes, the production is there. Like there has been some games where he's played less than 15 minutes and it's just very, you know, less, it's not desirable production, you know, seven and four, uh, zero and three, you know, in games where he's played under 15 minutes. So obviously when those guys do come back, this production and the minutes are going to vanish. But, you know, like we said at the top of the show, we're getting down to the wire here. Uh, fantasy playoffs are right around the corner. You know, another three games here. You know, he's got a game tonight. He's got a game the 28th and the 30th. So even if you're listening to this on the 27th, on a Thursday, he still has two more matchups this weekend. So a lot, a lot of upside. But I would assume, you know, start of the month, he's, he's probably going to vanish on the, on the box score. 
All right, next up we've got Luke Kennard of the Los Angeles Clippers. Only 28% rostered. Maybe not as popular as Bismack Biombo just yet. Uh, what do you think about Kennard, uh, Steve? I mean, what he did last night with that game-winning four-point play. Uh, he, killed a, he killed a two-game parlay for me with that, by the way. Oh, that's a dagger. And, and they ran back 35 points to make me lose. Like, oh, oh. I turned it off. I said, that's a dub. That's a, that's a W. That's a victory. <laughs> Yeah, don't count your eggs until they hatch. That's all I got to say about that. So, yeah, Luke Kennard, great game, all that, had 25. I'm, I am going to put him on my watch list maybe right now. Um, health has been a big issue for him down the stretch of this year. Um, so that's something I'm kind of nervous about. I do think if he's healthy, he can be uh, a key player for this team, especially until they get everyone back fully healthy mm. which might not be till you know real late in the year um maybe put him on my watch list for now not run into the waiver wire to add yeah i mean he's gonna have the waves of of production it's gonna go up it's gonna go down you know you're gonna have marcus morris out another game he's out today wednesday the 26th not really gonna know his status going forward even with him out you know you're still competing for uh, minutes and touches with Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson, Amir Coffey, who is next up on our list. Brandon Boston has actually been a nice, um, you know, bench relief player. Um, when he gets in, he he does put up some meaningful production. Um, and Nicholas Batum, you know, he does get moved around the lineup as well. I, I'm not sure if I mentioned Terrence Mann, but yeah, like all these guys, like he's going to constantly be co- uh, competing with these guys for minutes. Obviously, you know, this last game, like that's going to leave a, a really good taste in the in the coach's mouth. You know, when he's deciding, you know, who who's going on the floor, who's getting what minutes, right? Like that's definitely going to carry him a little bit. He had 50.6 fantasy points in that game, finished 25, 8, 6, and 1. Uh, the game prior, you know, a little bit less minutes, but 14, 5, and 3, 10, 2, and 1, 7, 1, and 1. Like you're going to have those highs and lows. But what you do like to see is the minutes. Like he is playing a fair amount of minutes, 27, 21, 28, and 30. Uh, since coming back, I think he was just out for was it was it COVID or did he come back from injury? Yeah, I think it was COVID, and then before that, it was injury. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean the, the COVID stuff is obviously always going to be tough to manage. You know, if if anyone gets COVID, they're practically droppable. You know, right away, unless they're you know like a top fifty, top seventy five player. You know, you can probably manage beyond that, or you're just going to need the roster spot. That's just w- the way fantasy basketball has been all season long with these ten day layoffs from COVID. So I think he's worth it. I think he's worth an ad right now. I mean, like I said, you you know, fantasy owners have a good taste in their mouth uh, from that recent production uh, at Washington. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say go out and add him. I like the matchup coming up as well, going on a road trip here, or staying on the road, I should say. Uh, Orlando, Miami, Charlotte, Indy. Miami's really the only matchup there that would kind of concern me. But, you know, Washington, that was a very big game going on the road. So I, I really like uh, what what we saw there. It was good stuff. All right. Next up, we do have Amir Coffee of the Los Angeles Clippers. This one just doesn't make sense to me why this guy isn't owned. Only 26% rostered, and the percentage has gone down across the last day. I'm not sure what's going on. Coming off a 29-5-1-2 performance, also had a block in that game. Um, played meaningful meaningful minutes, 37 minutes in that game, 50 fantasy points, the same as Luke Kennard. Uh, I, I don't know why people are dropping this guy, Steve. Yeah. I mean, another week, and here we are talking about him. People haven't jumped on him. The minutes remain very, very strong for him. And he, and he's just kind of a Swiss Army knife. He puts in buckets consistently. Um, you know, he's going to get you five rebounds a game or so. And then he does it with assists, steals. And I think he's playing pretty efficiently. 
Um, he's not turning the ball over that much. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think this is a must-add, and we'll just keep banging this drum until everyone picks him up. Yeah, through like his last 10 games, he only has one game with more than one turnover. So he's definitely not doing anything to hurt your lineups. And doubt is def- definitely going to creep into fantasy owners' minds now with Paul George potentially. You know, they're talking about him being out for the season. He, he might have season-ending surger- season surgery. Excuse me. Um, I don't know why they would. Like, I feel like the, this team could get both Paul George and Kawhi back after the break, and they could go on a run. They're playing 500 basketball, you know, missing some of their best players. You saw the resilience uh, they they have as a team, you know, in this last matchup up against the Wizards. You know, I, I would certainly hope that that wouldn't be the case. But, you know, at the end of the day, he does have to do what's best for him and best for his longevity in his career. But that's the talk right now. And if that's the case, then Amir Coffey, that percentage, I would hope and pray it would shoot up for the sake of the integrity of fantasy basketball, like, come on guys, like, what are we doing out here? Like, you know, I'd say open a newspaper, but that, you know, that pun is a little archaic at this point. I mean, get out your goddamn clicking device and add this guy. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. 26%. That's, that's putrid. And it's gone down. You know, he had a bad game up against the Knicks. He had three and a half fantasy points. Right. But in 36 games this season, he's averaged 16.88. So those numbers don't look good. Right. But look at the last 30 days, 26 points a game. Four, last 14 days, 26 points a game. Like the production is there. I, I I don't get it. So definitely someone that I'm saying is a must add. You know, maybe Luke Kennard and Bismack Biombo, those are wavy guys. I'm I'm solid about Amir Coffee going forward, at least until Paul Paul George gets back. And that's sounding like it could become a rarity or you know, not a good situation. All right. Next guy up, we've got old man Jeff Green, Steve. You picking up old man Jeff Green? So no. Um, no nope. minutes. Just, <laughs> I, I really had to think about it because I that three position designation. I mean, if you can make that work, that that does hold some weight. Um, but yeah, he's just. I think he doesn't get the minutes because he's so old. Uh, so I right now he's a hold off for me. Maybe if you wanted to make like a targeted ad one day um, mm. to use up all yours. If you need, you know, if you're in a category league, you need points, right. rebounds, and you kind of, you know, you don't want to worry about turnovers that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can add them on a small slate, get them in there um, just to kind of stay even with your opponent or something. But I, I don't have much appeal to him. I mean, his last like six starts are really solid. I mean, if you look at his numbers across the season, he's only averaging 20 fantasy points per game uh, uh, through 42 games. That's not that's not out of this world, but. Across the last month, everything's growing. So his 30-month average, or th- I'm sorry, 30-day average, not 30-month, trip and a half around the moon, or around the around, around the planet, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, get, get my solar system uh, education out here. Last 30 days, averaging 25 points. Last 14 days, 28 points. Last seven days, 31. So he's hitting at a high click, and he's, he's playing the minutes, you know, 29, 31, 33 in his last three starts. You know, games before that, he had 20 minutes. You know, that wasn't so great. Four, three, and one, you know, didn't have a good night. Only had nine fantasy points. But a couple games before that, 40 points, 29 and a half. I'm good to add him. I'm, I'm good, to, good to throw him on the roster just until, you know, he dies out. You know, just, hey, ride the wave. It's it's going to go away, like I assure you guys. But I feel like the Nuggets are starting to play a little bit more meaningful meaningful basketball. Um, He does have a matchup uh, this evening, the 26th, and then two more this weekend. Uh, he's got the Pelicans and Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I don't I don't hate those. Maybe see what he does through the end of the month and see if he's going to be a hold or if he's going to just be a, another throwaway to the waivers. Yeah, if they wanted to trade him to our Chicago Bulls, I wouldn't be pissed. Oh, I wouldn't be mad at, it, mad at all. I wouldn't be mad at it at all. 
Um, I'd take Bismack Biombo either. Uh, I, I don't know why that guy wasn't a wasn't on our team. He's a free agent. He's 29 years old. Look at what he's doing. Crazy. What the hell? Crazy. <laughs> it's like, doesn't make any sense. All right, last guy up here on the ad side of things. We've got uh, Chuma Okiki of the Orlando Magic. Only 31% rostered. Production's been kind of steady, but we do have some guys coming back. What do you think about this one? So this would be another one of those targeted ads where mm-hmm. if you were categories, you need steals, blocks, you know, you know, kind of those defensive stats. Right. I would go, you know, it'd be a good ad on a one given night, maybe. But mm-hmm. he can't. It, he can't get his rebounding and his scoring to kind of be clicking on the same night. Um, right. And I think there's just plenty of guys in front of him on this Magic team that, you know, his ceiling doesn't seem much higher than where it is right now. Sure. Um, so I, I'm going to hold off for now. Yeah, I'm going to hold off as well. He is getting added at a pretty good rate. Uh, over 2,900 plus leagues have added him across the last day. Um, I'm going to hold off though. I mean, I like the production, 33 points, 21.7, 26.1, uh, 21.8. Like th- these are consistent numbers and his numbers have been going up very similar to like uh, Jeff Green and, and Coffee guys that I mentioned. Like, you know, you look at their season long and then their 30 day and they're 14 and they're seven and the numbers are going up, but I'm betting on him to, you know, take a quick reverse here. Um, you have Mo Bamba coming back. He was out, I believe, the last game, maybe another game beyond that. Uh, you have Terrence Ross coming back. So, you know, he was getting moved between power forward and small forward, getting a little bit more action there. Uh, so with them, you know, healthy and, you know, haven't maybe made a move yet at the deadline, like I could see them as sellers. You know, there's been some talk about, you know, maybe Terrence Ross on the move. Maybe we see Gary, Gary Harris or heck, maybe we even see Chumo Kiki get moved. You know, if he gets uh, moved to another landing spot where he gets more production or more, more opportunity, his uh, his upside could climb. But for right now, uh, I'm going I'm to hold off. I'm going I'm to say uh, it's a no for me. All right. Now we're looking at some drop candidates. Uh, next, first up, we have uh, Kavan Looney of the Golden State Warriors. I don't know why he's being dropped, but he's been dropped in over 2,800 plus fantasy leagues on on, uh, the Yahoo platform, 34% rostered. Yeah, he had a bad game up against Dallas, no points, nine rebounds, two assists, but I don't know. I feel like his season-long production is good enough for me. Um, What I'm seeing across the past month is still solid. Like, What do you think about Looney, Steve? So I think he's got real upside um, for rebounding. Um, obviously points aren't always consistent there. He'll toss in maybe a 10 and 10 night, um, mm-hmm. here and there turnovers are a little bit of a worry. Um, he hasn't a couple nights with three, five. Um, so obviously you want to cut down on that. I wouldn't, he wouldn't be the first person though off my roster. Um, mm-hmm. unless like someone like maybe Kaminga, I don't even know if Kaminga would eat into Looney's minutes all that much though. Obviously, no. um, not, not when Draymond comes back, like, He's not even yeah. eating into the minutes now. Like I was really disappointed, actually. You know, you brought up Kaminga. You know, he actually—I don't know what happened. Like I felt like he's like, did he do something? Like did he get thrown into the doghouse? Because he was like his production was just climbing and climbing and climbing, and then out of nowhere, Steve Kerr just pulls out the rug on him and says, "All right, you're not starting." And I was just like, you know, what's what's going on here? Like why? You know, production's been amazing with Draymond out, right? And all he, all he said was, like, hey, we're just trying to get different looks here. You know, we have a lot of different issues. Not issues, but, like, you know, narratives or things that we're battling in our lineup. Like, you know, they're not playing Iguodala on back-to-backs. Um, you know, they have Draymond out. They're trying to get uh, – uh, I think Otto Porter also doesn't play in back-to-backs. I'm not 100% on that. But, you know, they have those things going on. So, like, some nights are like, oh, we'll start Porter. Or, oh, we're going to pop Iguodala into the starting lineup. But Kaminga had 22 points in garbage time. Uh, last night so I, I was happy with that that was kind of like a little resurgence but he's definitely playing with the lineup there 
Uh, I think when Draymond comes back, I think Looney's value will be fine. I don't think that Wiseman's going to be back prior to the playoffs, so I think he would be the only one that would like spoil production or minutes or available minutes. Yeah, and I don't even think Wiseman like when when in when he comes back, I don't think they're going to be willing to give him a large amount of minutes mm-hmm. and things like that. They're going to work him in um, just because he's obviously so young in the league and they need mm-hmm. to bring him back up to speed. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I Looney would be the first one off my team. No, I I mean I think he's he's still a must own right now. I mean the production is there. You know, through forty eight games this season, he's averaging twenty one point six six fantasy points. Last 30 days, he's at 25. Last 14, he's at 27. Last seven days, he's at 28. So his numbers are climbing, but people are dropping him. And I think it's just from that one bad performance. You know, you can't just – it's an overreaction. It's very very, very simple. It's an overreaction. The production is still going to be there. He's still playing me- meaningful minutes. And they've actually come out and said, like, hey, we're not going to pursue, you know, a big man in free – or not free agency, but in a trade at the deadline – you know, we're, we're going to ride with Looney until Wiseman comes back, and that's it. Like, they're very comfortable with him. So I think that nod should be enough to keep him on rosters. All right, next guy up we have is Isaiah Stewart, another drop candidate. He is owned in 73% of Yahoo platforms, has been dropped over 1,200 times in the last 24 hours. Coming off a bad performance up against Denver, only seven fantasy points, no points in the game, four rebounds, and an assist. Is it time to jump ship Steve? Yeah, I'm I'm out on Isaiah Stewart. Uh, do you remember <clears throat> Jason Maxiel, who used to play for the Pistons mm-hmm. back in the day? I do. That I feel like he is a modern day Jason Maxiel. Uh, doesn't really add much to them. I mean, like what you would want from him um, on the boards is just non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, his offensive game very streaky, and really at mm-hmm. that, it's a rare occasion. Um, and then turnovers are a big issue for him. Mm-hmm. Um, almost having like two nightly um, in his last couple games. So I only real upside to him would be maybe blocks, but even that, I don't think it's enough to keep him on my team. And he's playing for the Pistons. I don't know how bright their future is for them. And if, you know, if someone's going to go off on the team, I think he's pretty far down the list. He's an absolute drop candidate for me. I mean, you, you look at the season-long production, and it, it's taken a dip. So through 39 games, he's only averaged 23.4 fantasy points. Like, that's drop territory. The numbers get worse. Across the last 30 days, it's gone down to 20. Across the last 14 and 7, they're pretty much the same. They're at 18 points. So I feel like the, these drops are warranted. You also have the return of Kelly Olenek. I mean, he is uh, day-to-day right now. I'm, I'm, I don't think he'll miss much time. And you also have the the rise and resurgence of uh, Sadiq Bay and Trey Lyles. Like those guys are putting up great production, and they're taking away a few less opportunities for Isaiah Stewart, specifically Lyles at the center position. Um, but Kelly Olynyk, when he came back, he came back in a big way, and I just think that he offers more um, just usability. Like he can distribute, he can play defense, he can score. Like he can he can just do everything for them. So yeah, Isaiah Stewart definitely a big drop candidate for me. Biggest upside is rebounds. That's it. Like if you're hurting for rebounds in category leagues, then you may not be able to uh, to drop him, but uh, I just don't think uh, think he's worth it. Uh, minutes are going to go down. Still sitting right between 21 and 27 at most, and the 28s and 27s are not as frequent as the 21s and 25s. So definitely on my drop radar. Uh, next up, we have Dennis Schroeder of the Boston Celtics. He is still 70% rostered, has been dropped in over 1,200 leagues across the past 24 hours. Uh, since Marcus Smart came back uh, from COVID, uh, the production has just taken a big dip. 
minutes have taken a big dip. Are you ready to set sail on Schroeder, Steve? I'm not. Um, I think that you know what he can add, um, obviously scoring the ball. Um, he just mm-hmm. hasn't been doing it lately with the Celtics, but I'm not sold on him not being traded here um, before the deadline. And yeah. for all you know, he goes to a team that is either lacking a star, not playing good basketball, and he kind of goes in there and puts up empty stats. I'm mm-hmm. holding on to him right now just because of where we know um, his ceiling can be, where we've seen in years past. Um sure. I, if he stays on the Celtics, it's definitely something you'd have to monitor, and it, it, his usage might go, you know, just tank. So mm-hmm. I'm holding for now, um, kind of praying for a trade. Yeah, I, I'm doing that with a few players myself, actually. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, though, right now the, the production's taking a dip, uh, but regardless of that, I think that the production season long, uh, the past month, past couple of weeks, like it's production that you still want to own. Yeah, he's taking a little bit of a dip right now, but I, I I like where your head's at there. I do think he could be a candidate to be on the move. I would not believe that Marcus Smart would be that guy. I would definitely believe that the, the Celtics would be more willing to trade uh, Schroeder. So I like that. Through 42 games this season, he's averaged 30 fantasy points. He has come all the way down to 26 across uh, the past month. In 30 days, he's down to 28. In 14 days, he's down to 29. And in the last week, he's down to 26. But again, that's being heavily weighed on his two previous performances. Hopefully, you know, you're just ahead in the standings if you're a Schroeder owner and you can kind of weather the storm heading into the playoffs and maybe his situation gets right. Um, but if not, you know, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, like, you know, the production that he's given us in this past couple of games, it's not going to be production that's going to be on a, you know, a championship roster. Like, you're going to have to do something with that trade deadline flip, sell them, or at some point you may may in fact have to drop them if things stay this way. Uh, hopefully you can just come in and get some uh, more more meaningful minutes. Or get traded. All right. Yeah. Lastly, lastly here on the drop side, we've got uh, Eric Gordon. Breaks my heart. The man's just so average and consistent. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know, but he is down to 18 points per game across the last week. You know, if you look at 14 day, 30 day season long, it's all right at like 24 points. Like, and that's pretty much what he's always at is like between 22 and 27 fantasy points almost every night. But he's on a bad stretch right now. I don't know if I can continue to hang on to him, Steve. What do you think? So for me, in my notes here, I just have easy drop. Um, <laughs> Get him like, out of here. Yeah, he, he is just very average. Um, yep. He is another one wh- who could possibly get traded before the deadline um, in the mm-hmm. league. But I, I don't think that's enough to warrant me, you know, him clogging up a roster spot on my team. Um, right. he, he was he was getting some more meaningful minutes when they were uh, without Kevin Porter and Jalen mm-hmm. Green. Um, but, yeah, with Kevin Porter returning – um, I, I, I think it just doesn't fare well for Gordon. So I think you can drop him here. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable doing it at this point, but I held him all, all season long. He was like one of those guys that drafted with like the last couple of picks and it was just like, oh, he's just always been solid, you know, like and randomly he'll go off for like a 30 or 40 uh, fantasy point game. Uh, but like I said, the the run right now, it, it's it's not a good one. So he's definitely a big drop candidate for me uh, being dropped in. Oh, hey, less than Dennis Schroeder and uh, Stuart and Looney. That's for sure. <laughs> People still like him. He's, he's, he's a likable, uh, likable player. I would love to see him, you know, get moved to uh, the Celtics or the Lakers, a couple teams that we've already uh, already talked about. Yeah, right. I thought Eric Gordon possibly in that. You've heard about Russell Westbrook, uh, John Wall swap. Yeah, um, I would, I, oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I don't know why they would do it. 
they were they were saying that they were potentially going to make the 2027 first round pick available for for that for that trade and then the lakers came out and was like that's just not true we're not going to trade our only first round pick that we have to get rid of russell westbrook so that's <laughs> not happening uh also uh, john wall where is he <laughs> like, like you know what i mean yeah. like yeah russell westbrook's playing bad but you know, you know any day could you know, turn the corner and you know be a better player he's just that type of guy uh i just don't think he fits in their system i don't i just don't think he fits with a guy like lebron who wants to be ball dominant ball dominant who wants to grab rebounds who wants to distribute like i'm sorry like that's where that's Russell, russell westbrook that's what he's there to do you you know be more of a decoy and that's not going to be lebron he's he's, he's not going to play second fiddle so I don't know. They just do a lot of the same stuff, but I'd like to see a move. I just don't think it's going to be to the Houston Rockets, but get Eric Gordon over on the Lakers. That's that's what I'm saying. Get him, get it done. All right, we're going to head to a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to go over some minute battles, talk about some guys that are dueling for minutes on their squads and how it be, might be affecting our fantasy rosters. Be right back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. This episode is brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick app and fun to use. Very easy. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com backslash SGPN. Okay, and we're back. We're going to be playing some Minutes Police. Uh, first up, we've got some uh, some guys for the Wizards that are dueling for some action on the floor. We've got some big men. We've got Montrez Harrell. We've got Thomas Bryant. We've got Rui Hachimura. And we've got Daniel Gafford. Now, they've got Daniel Gafford listed as the starter. I don't know what's going on with these people. He's playing like 11 or 12 <laughs> minutes. It's like 
it's like the respect start. Like, oh, he's been he's been so good in practice. He's get, he's he's playing so hard. He's playing so aggressive. We're gonna let him start, but he's only playing twelve minutes. Like, first off, Steve, I don't know why Daniel Gafford's even getting this this uh, these type of minutes with the return of Hachimura and Bryant. Like, I understand like easing Bryant in, but I mean, do you think he's the the outside the guy that's on the outside looking in here, or do you think that they should take him more seriously? He should be getting it's, more minutes. Thomas Bryant or Gafford? Gafford, start with him. Oh no, no, he's on the outside to be. I think all all of three of these guys here, Hachimura, Harrell, and Brian, are much more talented. Okay, so essentially, hey, get Gafford on the bench. You know, less minutes yes. here. I'm not sure what's going on with that. So we we can agree on that. The next guy, like you know, I'm kind of going in reverse here of my rankings of these four is Rui Hachimura. Like doing some good things, not not doing anything that's really bad, but. At the same time, it's all very, very average. You know, like he's getting rebounds, he's getting some points. He's not getting a lot of minutes, but he's putting up some decent production in those minutes. Like, you know, his last game, 13 minutes, not great. But he had seven points, two rebounds, and two assists. And a block. Like, not like not the end of the world production, but certainly nothing you want in fantasy. The game before that, 19 minutes, very similar. Seven, seven, and two. But when he's gotten, you know, 20 minutes, you know, over 15 there's been some games where he's had some decent production, 11, 8, and 5, 14, 5, 11, and 5. That was from the 17th of January through the 21st. I don't know. I just feel like Rui, Rui's going to be either benefiting from someone getting moved here or getting moved himself. Well, what do you think is more likely? Do you think Rui's going to stay with the Wizards and get maybe more minutes, or do you think he's a, a potential trade candidate? I think he's a potential trade candidate. I, I like what Hachimura can do. I don't think there's anything against, you know, his talent or anything. It was mm-hmm. more when they shipped Russell Westbrook to the Lakers and what they got mm-hmm. in return there. I think it just really kind of made Hachimura expendable and not a great fit for the Wizards mm-hmm. coming off an injury. Um, mm-hmm. They just have guys kind of sitting in front of him, Kuzma, who's kind of very similar to, in my eyes, um, mm-hmm. to Hachimura. Um, so, no, I, I think he'd probably benefit most from just be being moved to another team um and someone someone would take a risk on him young guy um can stretch um between multiple positions so i, mm-hmm. I like it i think he should be on the trade trade block but this next guy up Montrez harrell he's been made available and actually I, I i said i was going in order my rankings this is the guy that i like the most here like he puts up the most meaning meaningful production in my opinion he gets disrespected with the minutes, like, you know, minutes, police wizards, we're coming for you. Like, what are you doing here? This guy puts up amazing production in the very little amount of time that he plays, you know, just going through some of these numbers here uh, from the middle of this month, you know, 12 points in 24 minutes, 16 and 21, 16 and 25, 18 and 21, 14 and 24, 10 and 23. This last game, he was 12 and tw- only 20 minutes. And in that game, he also had eight rebounds and two assists. Like, He's one of the more efficient players in the league if you look at like advanced stats, if you're looking at win shares, if you're looking at player efficiency rating, if you're looking at rebounding percentage, true shooting percentage, like I could go on and on. Like he should be a huge target right now on the trade market. They've made him readily available. I don't know why they just don't give him more minutes, Steve. Like, is it just because this guy just isn't like like a good dude? Like I I know that we had the the KCP incident where they both went off on each other. But personally, I think KCP probably needs a fucking yelling at. <laughs> like <laughs> he was pretty, he was like dominantly responsible for uh, Jason Tatum's fifty-one points in their last matchup up against them. Like yeah. Jason Tatum made him look like a fool. 
You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand that. And Caldwell Pope doesn't really do anything like that impressive. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, you know, those two got an argument. Apparently it wasn't that serious, but I just, I just don't know what I'm missing here and why this guy <laughs> isn't getting any minutes. Do you have any insights to add on that? Well, I, I do think what he's been able to do so far um, has been, like you said, he's he's having great years in multiple categories down the list. But I don't know if it means he should get more minutes. I kind of like him where he's at. You, you read those numbers for Montrez Harrell, but then when I look at Thomas Bryant, he's even doing he's doing very similar numbers. Um, in much, much less minutes. He's seeing like 15 a night right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think if you expanded his role and and kept Harold's, you know, the same, or if he's available for trade, that would be, you know, there's teams out there who could use that, um, that piece to put them over the edge. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Thomas Bryant really has a role that can expand and he'll be able to do just as good as Harold, if not better. Yeah, I I agree with you. I would prefer if they put, Harrell and Thomas Bryant on the floor as starters Mm -hmm. shift Kuzma to the three. Like I, you know, Kuzma's playing well at the four right now. He's, he's getting a lot of minutes there, but I just don't understand why they can't play him back and forth between there. And, you know, you have Caldwell Pope and Avija come off the bench. I, you know, I feel like that makes more sense. I I don't, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe that operationally, it doesn't work for them. It's not working in practice. I don't know, but I would love, you know, Dinwiddie, Beal, Kuzma, Harrell, Bryant as my starters. And even from there, I feel like they could upgrade Spencer Dinwiddie in a trade for some of these other guys. Imagine, you know, we mentioned Dennis Schroeder. What if they had Schroeder, Beal, Kuzma, Harrell, Bryant? It's a great starting five. I feel like that'll, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to get them to the top three in the conference, but it's definitely going to get them, you know, out of 10th place. It's going to get them above 500, I feel like. You know, not to knock on Spencer Dinwiddie, like you know, he can put up some points, but I don't know. I feel like they're looking for like a game breaker. They're they're looking for somebody that can come in and you know be a real difference maker with these playmakers that they have, and you know, essentially just do whatever the hell you can to up um, up the leverage Bradley Beal has on the floor. You know, you know, the more options there are out there, the more distractions there are, you know, the more opportunities Bradley Beal is going to find find himself in less double teams. So, I don't know. I would love for them to move on from Rui and maybe Daniel Gafford package those two guys somewhere um or just keep one of them you know whatever you know they still have davis Bert- uh bertrands i feel like he can still come in and do some things for them the thing you know, you know things that they like that he they can that he can do obviously he's still getting some minutes uh they still have denny there that can play between the three and the four kind of similar to kuzma kuzma's been playing really well i don't know i just feel like you know keeping caldwell pope and gafford in the starting lineup for the sake of keeping them in the starting lineup is just wasting this team away and it's keeping them it's just keeping the team success down. And, and also I think as fantasy owners, it's frustrating, you know, seeing Caldwell Pope play, play more minutes than Harold. That's like, what, why, what are you doing? Seeing Daniel Gafford eating into Harold and Brian's minutes. Like you said, like Brian's doing good things. I'd like him to get more rebounds in, in these limited time, but he is scoring. Like you said, he's hitting those double digits. So you can't knock that. You can't, you can't knock it. Yeah, today I found out you're such a KCP hater. I didn't know they hated him so much. I, you know, it's not that I hate him. It's just they're just mismanaging these guys. You know, like yeah, I think yeah. I think he's a scrappy ball player. I, I can say some good things about him for sure, but he's not doing anything that great. And like I said, he got torched by Jason Tatum. <laughs> like, I mean, like I don't know why he was still on the floor. I mean, I was loving it. You know, <laughs> I, I, my fantasy team and Jason Tatum were loving it. You know, and 
all due respect, Jason Tatum is like one of the you know better scorers in the league. He's like top three scorer. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but that fifty one points sure did help out. And you know he's just not scoring the same as he was. You know I think he's only hit over like you know ten points in like three of his last like five or three of his last six or something like that. Like all right, if you're going to start, like you you need to put up some me- meaningful production. When Harold's on the floor, that's all that dude does is just collect buckets, collect rebounds, assists, blocks. Like I said, he he's in the top ten for win shares. You know, in the league, you know what I mean. Like, elite players are in that in that category with him. So, I don't know. I've either ship Harrell out or get him some more minutes. I don't get that situation. All right. Next up, we've got Alec Burks versus Kemba Walker for the New York Knicks. Uh, Kemba Walker uh, came back, I believe it was January the 18th, and bye bye went Alex Alec Burks's production. Uh, when he came back and played meaningful minutes, Burks went down to 17 minutes. Then Kemba, you know, missed a game played little minutes uh, the game after Alec Burks got minutes in that game. And in the last game on the 24th, Burks got very little minutes and Kemba had um, also, I guess not that many minutes. He played 20 and Burks played 18. I don't know what's going on there. This is a mess, Steve. Which yes. guy would you prefer for the rest of the season? The I, way things are right now on the same team. Yeah, I, this one was really tough for me. I, I think I probably side with Kemba. Um, just because it looks like he'll probably get a opportunity with a little bit more minutes down here and he has some mm-hmm. upside. I mean, we have seen him put in 40 plus points, um, you know, on a given night. Um, but really I could care less about any, either of these two, just because I do not mm-hmm. want anything to do with these Knicks guards. Um, it's just kind of a fantasy wasteland to me this year between them. Obviously RJ Barrett, um, mm-hmm. was having very, very good games. Um, but then then Kemba inserts himself in the lineup. And then it, you, you see RJ Barrett's production go down a bit. It's just mm-hmm. like, I I don't know what Tibbs is doing there. Yeah, they're, they're a very confusing team this season. I actually have to own Steve, Alec Burks, and Kemba Walker on a team because I'm waiting for one of them to give me you know, the nod to drop the other yeah. one, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. waiting for the last domino to fall and seeing one of them traded. I would love to see, you know, we just talked about the Wizards. I'd love to see Alec Burks on the Wizards. You know, the usability that he would have in that lineup, being able to play from one through the three position, you know what I mean? Like, he would do a lot for them. I would love to see either of those guys on new teams. Honestly, between the two, I like Alec Burks more. Kemba, he wasn't playing back-to-backs last year. He's made a glass. He's always hurt. And then when he comes back, he just ruins my damn Alec Burks shares. I had I picked up Walker that game he came back and I started him. I was like, oh yeah, that's great. But then I'm looking at Burke's production. I was like, well, cool. You know, like I hedged essentially the production of the New York Knicks starting one guard. You know what I mean? Like, great. Yeah. But I got nothing out of it. You know, I, I I think it was 32 points total and Kemba had, or I'm sorry, 34 points total and Kemba had 32 of them. Like <laughs> that's not necessarily hedging. Like that's missing on a roster spot, you know, yes. when things are getting tight, when it's getting down to it. And it was super frustrating. But then I'm, I'm you know, I read right after that, like the next day, like, oh, Kemba's going to get some rest. He's going to come down on his minutes now. And I was like, well, shit, I can't drop Burks. <laughs> I, I can't do it now. So I got to wait and see. So for me, I like Burks more. I'd like to see him get the minutes. Kemba, while, you know, he's good. He's a great scorer. You know, I'm not going to say he's a great facilitator, but he can he can do some things. He's a creative uh, shooter. He can, you know, create his own shot in, you know, dire circumstances. But he just doesn't do it for me in fantasy. Like, he's just not a guy that I, I feel like I can trust across a long stretch of games where Alec Burks is that guy. So I like him more for the rest of the season, but honestly, that's just in hopes that 
he gets the nod, he gets more production, or he gets moves, moved off the team, hopefully, and you know finds a, a home where they're gonna you know give him that give him that respect he deserves. Because God knows when Derrick Rose is gonna walk through that door again. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I'm, I'm not saying it's gonna happen this week or next week, but you know you could see it happen like the last week of the regular season or something like that, and it spoils your fantasy playoffs or, or creates a bad situation for Walker owners or Burke owners. So. We'll see, but I, I prefer Burke still. I'm, I'm hoping he can get that nod. Next up, this is a really fun one. Io DeSumo or Colby White. Who do you like for the rest of the season on the Bulls? Uh, keep in mind, Lonzo Ball looks like he's going to be out until the playoffs of, of the uh, regular yeah. season. Well, and Caruso um, going to be missing some time here yeah. with that wrist injury as well. Yeah, we're going to get to Grayson um, Allen at the end of this. Yeah, that scumbag. Lizard face, um, bitch. <laughs> uh, but so this one's really tough for me because I obviously I like both players. Um, mm. But to me, Kobe White kind of feels like the safer pick. Mm. Um, just just with what he can do scoring. Um, he's been putting in, um, aside from two of his last three games, he's kind of been putting in double-digit points consistently. Right. Um He's a- and he's adding it with steals, um, which obviously is something that Io can do as well. Um, mm-hmm. I- I'm going to go Kobe White here just because I feel like his he's just a little bit safer, and I know what I'm getting. I mm-hmm. do think Io is going to have some of these monster games, like we just saw him: um, 24 points, five rebounds, eight assists, um, constantly flirting either with getting the double double, flirting with a triple double. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do I, I like the safer pick for my team, Kobe White. I hear you. I gotta go Io though. I gotta go Io. I feel like I don't know. Like I'm looking at the numbers and you're you're seeing like yeah, Kobe White's been putting up <clears throat> some rebounds, some assists. But I just feel like Desumo's hitting at just a little bit of a better click on the on those categories. The points I still feel like is kind of a wash. Like you mentioned, the double digits. There have been games where Io has disappeared, but both of them in you know th- was it. Two out of their last five, they've gone under double-digit points while both putting in pretty similar production. I think Kobe has had – I mean, you just look at Kobe's experience. Like, he's going to have probably a more yeah. well-rounded NBA game. Like, Io is more raw. Like, he's still kind of, like, figuring it out out there. He's going to turn the ball over, you know, probably on a regular rate. But they're both turning the ball over at a pretty healthy amount as well. So, yeah. like, I, I feel like that's kind of a wash. But – the defense and the blocks, I think, might put him over the top, specifically the blocks, and that just goes with his athleticism and his length. Like His size, I feel like, also gives him a little bit of an edge, and I think that's why we're seeing him in the starting lineup because he, you know, get, they're both playing a lot of minutes. Like, I don't want to like say that just to make people think like, oh, Io's playing more. Like, no, like they both play a lot of minutes. Like, don't get me wrong. I just feel like the team trusts him a little bit more because of the athleticism and size because he can still do so many things for them. Um, and seeing him perform with with Levine and, and DeRozan both back in the lineup, like I feel pretty good. Like I, I feel pretty good about him over Kobe. It's very very close, and that's why it's a fun one for us because we're both Bulls fans. Both guys are owned at a high rate, though. Io fifty one percent. Kobe obviously has a little bit more name name um, brand awareness fifty nine percent. So going to be a fun one. You want to own both of these guys, you know. But it, I yeah. think it creates a fun conversation because they're both young, they're both playing well, and they're both stepping up to the extra opportunities that are in front of them. So. I like I like Io. Steve likes Kobe. It's good stuff. All right, next up we've got uh, I, these are like twins, stepbrothers. I don't know. <laughs> these guys are like exactly the same. This is like creepy. Max Struess and Duncan Robinson. 
Both are averaging. Okay, not both. Let me go back and forth here. So Max Struess, he's 25. Duncan Robinson's 27. Robinson's two inches taller. Max Struess is two inches smaller. He's Struess is 6'5". Robinson is 6'7". All right, the twos, okay? Duncan Robinson, 11.8 points per game. Max Struess, 11.6. Rebounds. Duncan Robinson, 3.2. Max Struess, 3.4. Duncan Robinson, 1.5. Max Struess, 1.3. Literally two decimals off, two inches off, two years off of each other. And they're the same guy. Yes, it's like a parent trap thing, you know? I don't know what happened. Yeah, I I, I don't know what happened. Uh, Max Struess got dumped in Hickory Hills, Illinois. Shout out Hickory Hills. I, I don't know what happened, you know? Like, <laughs> they're the same guy, a couple years apart. They both knocked down threes, grabbed, you know, a respectable amount, of, respectable amount of rebounds. And they're playing, like, damn near the same amount of minutes right now, too, for the Heat. Like, I don't know who I like more. Robinson is obviously, you know, the, the name brand guy. He's 52% rostered on Yahoo platforms to Max Struess's 18, but they're pretty much trading production here. Duncan Robinson, the more consistent guy. Again, a couple more years of experience in the league, but I, I can't say that one is like overwhelmingly better than the other. Honestly, I go for Max Struess because he's probably cheaper. He's not going to cost a ton. And I feel like it kind of puts Duncan Robinson in almost into a sell category because he has a guy who's like literally his twin brother. It's like his twin that like gets to grow facial hair and he doesn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's why that's why yeah. it's not like why I went like stepbrothers. Like Max Drew says is like really well toned, very volumed out beard. And Duncan Robinson's over here like pencil shaven from like the twelfth grade. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're you're right here. This is really like splitting hairs on which one um you want. Uh, I, I think I lean Duncan Robinson a little bit more, though, just because we saw Strews, um kind of shine when there were some injuries to the Heat and Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. was hurt. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, with Jimmy Butler back, he's still playing a key role, seeing very similar minutes. I'm going to kind of fall back on the experience that Duncan, Robin ha- Duncan Robinson has, the price mm-hmm. tag that they have him locked into. I think, you know, they're not going to want to cut him out and just give the show to Strews, but like you said, for the price for fantasy owners, if you can get your hands on Struess and you have Duncan Robinson, I would look to move him. Um, you're going to be able to sell him to someone in your league based off that uh, name he has, um, and you'll still have Struess. So, yeah, that's a very smart um, play for fantasy owners. I think he's going to keep getting the minutes. I mean, you know, they don't have a, a lot of competition there right now. I know that Kyle Lowry has been out. He's been out for personal reasons. So maybe when he gets back, Struess uh, has a little bit of a dip in production. But I don't, I don't know when that's going to be. So I guess you know he could fall out here any day. But even with that, I still feel like he's going to have a, a reliable role because they're going to move Jimmy to the four at, at, at some times in the game. Um, you know they don't really have anybody at the four right now. They got PJ Tucker. They're throwing even Duncan Robinson um, at, at that position. So. They, they go small sometimes, and they, th- they have a lot of shooters on the floor. You know, Hero, Struess, Robinson, it creates a lot of opportunity on the outside. I like that. But again, I feel like just Max Struess is just dipping into Robinson's pocket, just like, oh, I'll take a couple of those points. Oh, I'll take a couple of those three-point shots. Oh, I'll take a couple of those steals. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the deal is with these two, but uh, yeah, stepbrothers, twins, whatever you want to do, they're putting up dead even production across the season. It's super weird. And it's just odd to me because they're just like, very similar players, you know, like they do the same stuff and they're averaging the same stuff. Very odd. 
Just want to make note, you uh, failed to mention Udonis Haslam that the Heat have at the four. Uh, 41-year-old who never sees the floor. Why do they keep re-signing him? Oh, he is not listed on there. Oh, he is at center. I was like, I have like Rotowire depth chart up, and I was like, I don't see him at the four. I think he played all of two minutes last year, and he got ejected. Uh, he is a DNP since the 28th of December. <laughs> uh, he played, let's see, let's see, two, four. Oh, those are points. Excuse me. Where are the minutes? Minutes, three, five, 10, 17, 23, 29. Oh, we've got 11 and 12. Uh, that's up to 40, 52. He's played 52 minutes this season. 52 <laughs> minutes. So, yeah. A lot, lot going he, on for you, Donald yeah, <laughs> got to get that bench reprieve. <laughs> All right, next up we've got Grayson Bitch Nasty Allen going up against Pat Connaughton. A lot of hate right now for Grayson Allen. First, Steve, was it dirty? Yeah. Are you a salty dog? I, I, I mean, th- so there is a piece of me where I do think it was a bit dirty, and when you're Grayson Allen, you're never going to get the benefit of the doubt. You've been a scumbag. Um Ever since you know you've been on the national scale, dating back to Duke, um, mm-hmm. you're not going to get get the benefit of the doubt. Now, if it was in a blowout of a game and he did that, yeah, that's an absolute terrible bonehead decision that he makes. That game was close uh, between the Bucks and the Bulls, um, and and when you kind of watch it, I kind of I went back and forth when you kind of saw some of the replays. Uh, but nonetheless, you're not gonna gonna get the benefit of the doubt, and known scumbag Grayson Allen deserves to be jailed. Yeah, one one game was not enough for me. I mean, it's it's he's not, a, I guess, a repeat offender in the league. <laughs> but come on, like this kid knows what he's doing. Like he's not an idiot. I'm a salty dog. Like come on now. Like this is too much. <laughs> like like there is definitely a second action made in the air. Like yes. he knows it's not going to happen in the back of his head. He's like, oh, it's not going to happen. I'm going to take this dude out. And these people that are standing up for like old school basketball, the bad boys of Detroit, like, well, guess what? Basketball isn't played like that anymore. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not where the league's at. It's the players make too much money for that for that shit to be happening. I mean, I I still feel bad for uh for Morris down in down in Miami. Yeah, he got into a scuffle, but he got the bad end of it. He's not making as much money. You know, if you if you don't get your game check, you know, you ain't you ain't getting paid. Um, yep, but you got to be careful, Markeith. When you start some shit, you're going to get some shit. That's that's how it goes. And when Grayson Allen comes back, he's going to get the full treatment. Uh, but between him and Pat Connaughton, I still like Pat Connaughton more down the stretch of the season. This is another si- similar situation to Struess and Robinson, where you have like just two of the same guys on your roster doing very similar things. They shoot threes, they grab some rebounds. That's about it. They like I don't consider their their minutes meaningful because they are not relied on to produce for their team they're just cleaning up stats you know hit an open three or miss an open three what's it going to be tonight boys that's pretty much it um honestly i don't prefer either of them to be on my fantasy roster people have been talking up pat Connaughton recently and i'm sorry that that ship sailed like he had a good little start to the season i'm, I'm kind of done with both of these guys to be honest with you yeah i don't i don't think you're wrong at all there none of them are screaming like must have must own um, mm. But since I have morals, I'm going to go Pat Connaughton. <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. Like, and people are still going to hire Allen. He's still going to have a job in this league. He's oh, still yeah. going to make millions and millions of dollars playing basketball. 
but he's just such a piece of shit. Like he's Ted Cruz's toilet baby lizard yeah. alien face. <laughs> I I I could go on and on about this dude. Like I it's it's so he's, annoying. Like just, I'm looking at his player card. Like his face is so hittable. Like I know that's it's not a punch a thing me to say. face. Yeah, it's I a know. Punch and me I, and face. I hate you. I hate the expression because violence kids don't do it. Like it's, it's, you know, it's the wrong direction to go in your life. But man, when you see it, it's just like an obnoxious Duke player, like crazy, Alan, tripping people, knocking people down on a midair. Like my blood's boiling, Steve. It's boiling. And to do that to an upstanding citizen like Alex Caruso. Alex, is there a nicer human on. on the planet? Are you serious? Come on. Are you serious? He just got back from injury. Like that also just like made it hurt even more as a Bulls fan. Oh, so yeah. Just. God, back you son of a bitch. You're not going to catch us. You're not going to catch <laughs> us. This is our conference. This is our year. All right. All right. They might, they may catch us. They're like a game back. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Bulls, for, to, to note, they've been in pretty much first place all season. They just lost the spot to Miami Heat, who are cleaning up the New York Knicks right now. I'm not going to lie. I got the Heat money line, so I kind of need that. But we're going to get back to the top. It's, it's, a, it's a long way to the top. We're going to get back there. We're going to get that first, uh, first seed and, we're going to kick in some front doors in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say about the Chicago Bulls. All right. <clears throat> this is what was a long one, but a good one. We're going to head out. Do you have anything to share before we do, Steve? Check us out next week. Yep, absolutely. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. Steve, tell them where they can find you. At Stephen Hammond. All right, and you can find the SGPN group at Gambling Podcast on Twitter. Take care, be well, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.